is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. But I'm gonna I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wonderson. Good night. Gentlemen, this is the Buckersay Manifest. That guy is Sean Black. And this guy is Brighton SLC. And here we are. Welcome back. Welcome. World Champion Podcast is the show where we talk about pop culture-y stuff, UFO encounters, stuff we did over the weekend. Right. It's just a general bullshit show. Yes. Yeah. And I am trying to cut back on the swears, but that's really the only way to describe it, I think. Mm -hmm. Succinct. Very succinct. Again, it is St. Patrick's Day, so if you're in Smogville or in the Smogville area, if you're hearing this in time, should come out about Thursday morning. Make sure to stop by the Toad Roast tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be my first Toad Roast. I'm excited. I, I, It's mine as well, and I'm, I'm apprehensive a bit, but everyone seems really excited. They've been talking about it for for days are you going to be at the toad roast right and there there's different there's contests for the the best roasted toad and the the you know they got the different kind of jerk sauces and it's going to get have all kinds of there's been a lot of recipe trading yeah and i think the mayor's going to be there to judge the chili contest well he has to in this political climate he's got to start showing himself more and more because because there's a race going yeah no it is it is uh, the mayoral race is heating up i I like Zephyr, mm-hmm. but I can't support a pig for the race. Zephyr the pig. Right. He's getting a lot of support. It's kind of incredible because it started off as a joke yeah. when, when we heard a pig was running for office. But then he just seems to sweep neighborhood after district after neighborhood. He's gaining a lot of support. I mean, to be fair, when, it, when that pig puts on a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, I think I might go for the incumbent or maybe even vote for the Irishman. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, no one knows well, the Irishman's I'm... name, but no. Um, speaking of which, you know, tomorrow morning I am going to go to the Irish Mass grave and pay my respects. Well, that's tradition around here for for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, very tragic how they built the town and then uh, were wiped out by Rinderpest. Completely, it's very sad. It was. It was. It's still a problem, but it, it was a huge problem back then. If you are completely lost, we are two longtime podcasters who retired from our old shows. Right. And uh, found our way to a place called Smogville, signed a contract to do a show, and here we are. Here we are in the Ferris wheel. We're, we work from here. We sort of live here as well, and, and we get our mail here. Yeah, and we're still just uh, just figuring it out. We live here with a dog named Tugboat. Right, and he, he got mail, actually. Tugboat did get mail. Actually, read that letter to Tugboat. All right, let's get the letter. So this is a real letter Tugboat got. Yeah, Tugboat is a little black dog. And uh, you can see him on our Instagram if you go to Instagram and find World Champion Pod. Right. And then, uh, so this is a three-year-old fan named Miri, and she's met Tugboat, so she, she knows him. Mm-hmm. And she dictated to her mother a letter. So this is what, what she has to say to Tugboat. Dear Tugboat, he really liked... 
<laughs> can't even do it. Can't do it. This is true. He really liked bones all night. When the sun wakes up, he really likes bones. He liked bones all night. So thank you for writing in, Miriam. I will read this aloud to Tugboat. It's almost like a haiku. Did she mean to do of, it that it way? It kind of is. It's beautiful. It's poetic. Do three-year-olds know what haiku are? Sure, by then you've got it mastered. Yeah. Along with calligraphy and those other, you know, things that most people should know going into preschool. A lot of the time I meet little kids and they, are, they know sign language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd. It's know, not, I'm not saying is... it's odd like it's weird. I'm just saying it's, it's unusual that suddenly it's, you, know, you meet some little kid, you're, you know, your old friend's newborn. Well, mm-hmm. not, not newborn. <laughs> Newborns still struggle <laughs> with some of the finer points of sign language. <laughs> you know, you meet their toddler. Oh, you're, oh, you're getting so big. Yeah, tell them what you can say. And then they sign a bunch of stuff. It's a little unsettling to me because I just feel like you should stay in your own baby world. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just something I don't want to see. I don't want to see a child driving a car. Yeah. I don't want to see them communicating with us. I don't want to see them voting. I don't want to see them voting. I don't want them to have opinions. Exactly. Because they don't know any facts. They're, they're ill, Ill, ill-educated. <laughs> they are definitely ill-educated. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this hilarious viral video where they, the the tricky dad had told the kid that they were going to the broccoli farm, and instead they went to Disneyland. Oh, okay. Like, hey, we're in Disneyland. And then the kid's going, but you said we were going to the broccoli farm. Then the kid starts throwing a fit because he wants to go to the broccoli farm. No. The dad thought it was a hilarious prank. No, look, Disneyland. And it is adorable. Is it, did this really happen? Yeah. And it is an adorable video. Look it up. Um, however, it just emphasized the point to me. Kids are dumb. Really dumb. Why would you want to go to the broccoli farm, kid? I know Disneyland is right there. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, anyway, that's a lovely letter. If you do want to reach us, we're at worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Again, Instagram is worldchampionpod. Twitter, Smogville Fair. And Facebook, just look up World Champion Podcast. I think we have enough followers now that I can change the URL if I could figure out how. It should be easy. I can't do it. Uh, speaking of Facebook and Instagram, though, I have big news yes, about big the show. News. We are going to be introducing an algorithm in the next three months or so. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just play. When you listen to the show, every time you're getting a unique experience, you're not going to be listening to it from minute zero to minute 57. The algorithm will only present areas of the show that we think you'll be interested Most in. popular parts of the show. Yeah, it's going to be really amazing. The problem with it is we're not exactly sure how most popular parts or significant parts of the show is calculated. Well, it's going to be mostly, um, m- a, there's going to be a lot of messages about products and services that we think you'll be interested in. Okay, yeah. Um, maybe Disgu- Disguised as entertainment. Well, maybe you didn't know that uh, fries are on the dollar menu. Right. Maybe you don't know what it takes to be a dollar millionaire. <laughs> we're going to present that to you because yeah, we know that's what you want. Right. It's going to go viral. That Just that part. Just that part. Now, once more, speaking of social media, something terrible happened this weekend. And it happened overnight, and it was rampant, and it was everywhere. And again, I just mentioned we're trying to cut down on the swears. I might not be able to control myself. But <laughs> what the fucking pictures of people with mouths for eyeballs? I'm scrolling through Instagram. Every other damn picture is, oh, look at me. I got a mouth for an eyeball. It's disgusting. It's not funny. It's played. It's hackneyed. 
Get out of here with that shit. I, I haven't even... I think I saw one. I didn't realize it was an app. I thought they had just had a surgical procedure. Oh, no, it's an app. Thank God. So the, the I just thought that was a great way to win like a, a, a food contest. <laughs> you know, those people have to eat 50 hot dogs, you know? If you're sticking a hot dog in your mouth and in both eye sockets, ah! you, you're going to get hot dogs down quick. Oh, this is why I hate it. It's not gross at all. It's to, awful. To think about jamming a hot dog in your eyeball socket. In your eyeball mouth. But it's a mouth, so there's a throat there. Um. And it tastes good. Why are people doing this? Whose idea was it? It's awful. It is the grossest thing I've ever seen. I, I the thing, and with, everybody's doing it. Oh, I want in on that. These apps are weird. This is the thing. I, I don't know. It, it seems like there's some sort of an, an announcement to everyone in society except me about this app coming out. Yeah. The day it comes out, everyone's doing it. There was one where the guys and the girls uh, switched faces, mm-hmm. and that was like a year of that. Oh no, that's back too now. They they I think they figured out how to do that on video now. Is that what it is? So that I think that's the same app that's making the eyeball mouths. Okay, because because it seems like everyone knows about this except me, and I'm still going in pushing different filters, wondering why my eyeballs are not mouths. Yeah, and but why they look like they're Polaroids. Yeah, they, and then or negative or or black and white. I just can't hit the the mouth button. Yeah, I'm like, where's this goddamn mouth button? Yeah, my girl, my girlfriend said to me quietly and discreetly. Please never do the face swap thing. And I said, I am on board with that sentiment. Yeah, you just look bad. Everyone looks bad. And it's not, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like maybe a jerk. I don't find it particularly hilarious. I know what your faces look like. Uh-huh. That's it. Now, funny hairstyles. I'm all about that. Like fake, fake app sure, hair? Sure, okay. Eyebrows. I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah, eyebrows are good. The thicker, the better. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> all right. So okay, All social right. media. That's my, that's my social media beef. Uh, speaking of, but beef, but but oh, as but. we're talking about social media, there is gonna be there's two Instagram accounts oh, yeah. that will never have eyeballs for mouths, and we we're excited to announce this. Mm-hmm. We uh, have set up our official, uh, what would you call them? Is it Instagram accounts? Yeah, but I mean, how would you describe these Instagram accounts? So. Of course, we are comic book fans. We collect toys. We collect comics. We collect just whatever. As, as men, as a, a, an emphasis on men, as men of our generation do, right. we surround ourselves with childhood things at all times. Mm-hmm. The more familiar, the better. Right. Now, I have my personal Instagram account. It's got friends, strangers, coworkers, et cetera. I'm certainly not embarrassed about my mm-hmm. uh, toy collecting life, and that might be, still be part of it. However, I don't want to bombard those people with, TIE fighter pilots all the time. They don't care. Yeah, and that's what it is, is, is I also have an Instagram account, but mine's a lot more private. Mine's more of just things I'm doing that, you know. Private things that private, you're doing. Private things that I'm doing that I want to show everyone. <laughs> right. Except, except there's a limit to that. Yeah. But it's the same sort of thing. You don't want, I sort of don't want people I barely know to ha- see nine different photos of a Captain America toy I bought. You know, running through a field, a little field I made in the backyard. Right. And I want to, I've, I've been collecting toys for so long, but what do I do with them? If I have room, I'll display them. Otherwise, they live in a box underneath my bed. I thought it would be a fun little hot, well, I didn't think this. You thought this. Right. There would be a fun hobby to photograph these well, for me, put it was, them on the internet. Yeah, for me, it was a justification of, of buying the actual toys. That's how, part of it. How yeah. I could justify spending all this money yeah. On on my playthings, and I yeah. thought, well, if I'm making art out of it, 
and I'm sharing it with the world for people who care. I care. I like seeing uh, Instagram feeds of toys. Yeah. So yeah. So we have two accounts, one each. If you didn't pick up on that. Yeah. And we are gonna just nerd out pretty bad. Yeah. And yours is. Mine's Bizarro Nostromo. Okay. No one will have any problems. Yeah. No problem. It's Nostromo like the ship from Alien. So Bizarro is two Z's. Uh, No, it's two R's. Oh, see. B i z a r r o n o s t r o m o. Gosh, that sounds like a song. I feel like I could start singing. It did have a nice. B i z a r r o n o s t r o m o. There, there it is. Yeah, I almost did it. B i z a r r o nostromo. That's not quite right, but it's in the right vein. But it is the right, yeah. It's got that fifties Disney live action Disney movies, yeah, song potential. Songwriters in the audience, yeah. Worldchampionpodcast at gmail dot com is our email. Send us a tune. Yeah, send us a song. So bizarro nostromo, and yours is mine is codename champion because I wanted it to feel like a GI Joe file card code name shipwreck or code name That's good. Code name a sneak peek. Sneak peek. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised there's not a champion already on on GI Joe. Yeah, the closest is Big Lob, the <laughs> basketball playing GI Joe. Who uh, I don't know if they ever made a figure of him. He was in the cartoon as a as a trainee. Which was very bizarre in G.I. Joe the movie, and I actually, uh, one day, I insist we do a special episode on G.I. Joe the movie. Okay. Because G.I. Joe, the premise is that these are the most elite men and women from all branches of the military and civilian life. So this is like... have been recruited. It's like the Navy SEALs of the Navy SEALs. It is, yeah. Or, or the Green Berets of the Green Berets. Exactly. If you're a Navy SEAL... Your next, your only other step up is, is G. to go I. to G.I. Joe. Really? The best I didn't Navy realize SEAL. that. It makes yeah. sense. And, he, and that includes, I mean, there's police, there's dog handlers, there's skiing men. Wait a minute. So this, so G.I. Joe recruits from the highest level of all different jobs? So if you're a ski instructor and then you become a professional skier and you're the best skier in the world, is the next step G.I. Joe? If they need a ski guy. If they need a ski guy. And they have a ski guy. I guess you'd also need to be willing to murder people. Yeah, with lasers. With lasers. No, but I think Snake Eyes gets in there and slits, slits throats yeah, and well, stuff, there's, right? Yeah, there is, unfortunately, a, the G.I. Joe continuity is messy. Is it? Because we're talking like five different comic series, the toy line, and the cartoon, which are all, they don't really mesh well. So they've, they've, they've got to have some kind of Wetworks team, that they, that's kind of like the Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. A small team that goes in and, and just murders people, assassinates people. Because G.I. Joe has to be part of coups in, in governments and stuff, where they're overthrowing governments, it right? Seems, it seems like their only job is to fight Cobra. I guess that's a full-time job. Does yeah. Cobra work the same way? Is it the elite of the cr- criminal world? Well, no, Cobra, you got to just have the cool outfit. Oh, <laughs> you do? Yeah, and that's kind of the start. Is Next, next. Oh, crocodile skin vest well, with some no of, sleeves okay. and, and a black hood. That's cool. Some of Cobra's recruits... Definitely have skills though, because you got Croc Master. Yeah, he he's trained with crocodiles and alligators. Yeah, and then Big Boa, who's Cobra's boxing instructor, <laughs> and uh, the hypnotist, and the, the okay, and the falconer. <laughs> the hypnot- or, I mean, the hypnotist makes sense. The uh, boxing instructor that fits in, but yeah. but there's who, who are some others? So 
Should we just talk about G.I. Joe now? Apparently, we're already at this deep. So what is the... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the movie another time and get into uh, some yeah. specifics, some minutia. Yeah. But what is the deal... What's the, the third team that has the like punk rockers on it? The Dreadnoughts. Oh, is that just a division of of Cobra? I think yeah, they might be like contractors with Cobra. I mean, they're Cobra adjacent. Oh, like mercenaries. Yeah, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts, and, and they, that uh, and that includes Tomax and Zaymont, right? No, no, Tomax. Well, see, now we're now, now we're getting, we're getting into because in the comics, I know that they work. At, one of them is like second in command of Cobra or something. But they're right? kind of in. They're they're the corporate branch of Cobra. Oh, that's right. So they're the guys that who through their their many shell corporations get the funding. Okay. And okay. they kind of have their own private army, the Crimson Guards. So if 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 stuff went down, they would maybe extract themselves from Cobra and okay. just keep having okay. their own thing. Oh, that's good to know. That and then makes Destro sense. Destro also is his own guy. He is. Cobra's really complicated. I guess it would make sense that it's gonna you're gonna have a lot of strong personalities in Cobra. Yeah, if you so have a big metal head. Yeah. And, or a crocodile vest. <laughs> right. So so what about the uh the Cobra Law divi- like the Scientology division? Oh yeah. With So how's this structured? Is who is anyone on top of anyone is just Cobra Commander in charge of everyone and there's there is like a board of directors, right? Yeah. Well, in the most recent comic book series it was really complicated. No one really even knew who was in charge or who they were reporting to. Uh, it was really interesting how intricate it was. But I prefer the 80s style where Cobra Law is a mysterious society of bug people that live in the <laughs> Himalayas. <laughs> okay. Do you know, the, the thing that's beautiful is Grant Morrison could could blend these two perfectly. Grant, Grant, comic if, book writer Grant Morrison. Yeah, if he yeah. took over a G.I. Joe comic, he could blend the, this crazy island and have it make total sense. Or as much sense as he can make. Yeah. Okay, so that's... So is there okay? So here's my issue with GI Joe the movie. Going back to the basketball player, is a plot point of the movie is them training a bunch of green new bumbling recruits. Now the idea. How do you know they're? Oh, not... and when I say GI Joe the movie, I'm not talking about the one with Channing Tatum. I'm talking about this cartoon from 1986. Right. Duh. Yeah. But so as I was saying, the idea is that they recruit people from the best of the best. But for some reason in this movie, they've got these five morons who can't even stand at attention, and one of them's wearing a basketball outfit. <laughs> And dribbling while, well, like, the sergeant's talking. Like, Big Law, put that ball down. <laughs> That's got to be, like, some kind of, like, police academy influence. Yeah. That's at a time when police academy was huge. Yeah. And that's kind of a motley crew of goofballs that yeah. do good. Yeah. Because in the end, guess what? He, he throws, a, throws a round bomb perfectly into a, <laughs> into a shoot. <laughs> Saves the day. Are you serious? <laughs> Wow! Imagine the the forethought in that. That's like you are so so. Who's who's the Nick Fury? Is it, is it General Hawk for GI Joe? Yeah, General Hawk's the Nick Fury, and so the foresight of of General Hawk to get a basketball guy, knowing that there would be this scenario where there could be a basketball shaped bomb. Well, furthermore, they've got a football guy, the Refrigerator Perry. That's right. And That's they right. almost. I mean, again, going by codename Champion, Refrigerator could have been a champion. Uh, Rocky. Balboa was supposed to join the team, and they even went so far as to publish him in a comic book, and at the last minute, Sylvester Stallone like, decided he didn't want to do it. Wow. Didn't want to sign over his likeness. So they have had several champions from the sporting world <laughs> coming together to fight a ruthless terrorist organization. They never had a baseball guy, as far as I know. Does, does Cobra have a, 
like a home base, like some kind of yeah, Cobra Island. Oh yeah, Cobra Island. Okay, you know, that's where the terror drum is. Okay, because I was thinking, where could they? They would have to be in some kind of place like Syria or something, you know, like a fantasy version of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh right, wait! I'm... Oh, never mind. They did have a baseball guy. His name was Hardball. GI Joe did. Yeah. Let's see. What's Hardball? Was he a pitcher or was he? He's got some sort of grenade machine. He's got to be some kind of. But he's pitcher, wearing a then. baseball cap, and a uh, and a baseball jersey. Does he, the does he come with a mitt? No, no mitt. Dang, no mitt. Interesting. So he was maybe he's just a DH, or they hired him just to throw missiles, or bombs or whatever. Yeah, but he's throwing bombs through a through a bomb gun. Let me find his. Oh, okay. Let me just read you his bio. Okay. Oh, guess where he was born. Cooperstown, New York. Oh, home of the baseball that's, hall a, of fame. that's a nice touch. After after five seasons of playing center field in the minor leagues, Hardball came to the realization that the big league scouts just weren't in, interested in athletic prowess. They wanted star quality. That's absolutely <laughs> true of sports, as you don't want people who are good. You just want handsome guys. That's totally how sports works. <laughs> the Joe team was more interested in team players than in stars and had a real need for a guy... Who could judge distances accurately? <laughs> what? Why wouldn't you get a, like a golfer? A golfer then? No, you get a center fielder, and you give him. Oh, like, I guess. And you give him a grenade launching machine. This is insane. Because he's just so good. Because apparently he must have been so good at throwing the ball from center field at the catcher. That no, but no big league team wanted him. No, they don't want that. He's he, he doesn't have that five star smile. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really that's a really flaw. The, the person that wrote that bio didn't doesn't know about baseball. I would say I would yeah or sports in general. I would think that he was too, his athletic prowess was was just, just not valued by the big leagues. <laughs> not just weren't interested in athletic prowess, or or either that or the person who wrote it just realized how ridiculous it was. That's true. Let's take this into some super real territory. Yeah. Some meta stuff. Well, there we go. Yeah, GI Joe has members of all of all sport. Maybe they need a podcaster. We'll get. Oh, they definitely do. It'll be a two pack, and it'll be. You know, our job will be like communicating to their Bluetooths while they're on the battlefield. Yeah, I like the. That sounds important. Yeah, we'll, we're, our code names will be uh, fart noise and dick joke. <laughs> <laughs> two shock jocks. Two former shock jocks, who. Uh, you know, when when iPods came in, no one listened to shock jocks on the radio anymore. I know. So, but, but we're so good at broadcasting that, you know, we're in the blimp. And, and we're like, hardball, shoot a grenade over there. <laughs> this sounds horrific. We're going to be watching the actual battle, people we're, dying. Well, we have to tell them what to do because with our broadcasting skills. That's true. It's going to be a tough job, but we're up for it. And then, you know, and then when the battle's not there and they're just lounging around uh, G.I. Joe headquarters in their full uniforms, who's going <laughs> to entertain them? Or, you know, when they're training in the boxing ring with Rocky right. or, or playing a, a casual game of grenade softball. We got we to gotta call that. We got to play music for they them. Need all that entertainment. Stuff. They this need is, entertainment. This is important. For any soldier. When you are spending 250 days in, in the bush tracking Cobra, mm-hmm. you don't have time to watch movies. You only want to watch good ones. So they're going to turn on us, and we're going to say, listen to my, or watch Miami Connection. Right. Watch well, G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. 
So that, I think you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe? Joe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk right, about this, that. This we'll, mission's very sensitive. We need Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Dick Joke, and Fart Noise. Mm. You'll, be, you'll be watching from the blimp. There, God, we should get a list out. I bet there's some crazy members. Because, you know, as the 80s stretched on into the 90s, they, they needed more and more characters for toys. So yeah. I'll bet you when you're getting to the tail end of when the TV show was really popular, there's going to be the most bonkers members. Because it kept going several years after it had lost popularity. And eventually, uh, in, the, in the earlier 90s, Cobra Commander was no longer the main villain. It was Headman, a drug kingpin. Really? Who wore a pinstripe suit, a giant fedora, and a bandit mask. <laughs> Are you for real? Are you serious? Yeah, Headman. Headman. That's oh, that's the post, uh, like that's the don't do drugs, just say no. That's when that was the height of just say no. Yeah, and about the same time is also when the environmental polluters became villains too. Oh, okay. The toxic waste dumpers. So early nineties, there's gonna be there's got to be like a rollerblading guy. There's gonna be a GI Joe that rollerblades. Definitely GI Joe that rollerblades. Lots of bright green, bright pink colors. Yeah, it's gonna be some day glow. Yeah. What else was really big then? There's going to be some some guy that eats only Snackwell's fat-free cookies. That's going to be his thing, is supplying snacks that have no fat in them. Yeah, fat-free snacks. That's exactly That'll it. That'll be huge. Um, maybe some sort of therapist, like a, the official team therapist. Yeah, See, it feels, that's it feels, possible. It feels to me like in the early 90s is when sort of therapy became mainstream. Yeah, it did. And be, it was like okay to be depressed. Yeah. Uh, there's fat free snack. There's going to be. Blader. There's going to be a sushi chef. There's going to be maybe. A, this is when cappuccino jokes first started. I oh, think. yeah. The barista. So there's going to be some kind of barista. <laughs> yeah. I think this is all. They're also going to have a computer guy. Like not a, quite a hacker. Some like proto hacker. But, it's, yeah. but they're not going to understand what, what a computer is. And so he's going to use it to like make the car fly. And it's yeah, and it will be it'll be something you that, know. He's an expert on computers, right? Like and, blue wires. But his name. we're talking mid '80s computers, knowledge, general knowledge. So when you're in a computer, yeah. you can do things that are you can like teleport. Well, that was it's the thing is, is just saying, oh, he's so good at computers, mm-hmm. which means who knows what that means? Like you said. No, they they can do almost anything. You could probably digitize yourself and go into someone's mind. That's what computer with computers. With if computer, you're good at computers, you can do that. Yeah. So they'll be him. They'll probably be VCR man. Like be kind, rewind. Like he's <laughs> gonna be man. he's gonna be way into making sure you rewind your VHS before returning yeah. it to the video store. That's a big part of it. Um, That'll be that's one of the PSAs. At the end, which is could we could fill up a whole show with that stuff? Yeah, we really could. What would be? Oh my gosh, we we had topics planned. I think we're going with this. Mm-hmm. If GI Joe was on the air now, what would be the PSAs? Kids aren't really getting trapped in refrigerators anymore. Okay, I uh, would. Everybody say knows about power lines. There would be don't do prescription drugs. Yeah, which they they had drugs. one. That, in the that 80s was the too. original one. Yeah, so but that's would, still there. So this one would be don't snort those prescription. Don't smash up your mom's pills and snort them. Yeah. Don't do the the. Uh, what is it? I was going to say cocaine, but... Uh, Oxy? The brown cocaine that you put on... Crocodile? On, on, on muffins. Cinnamon, cinnamon. When they eat a big spoonful of cinnamon... 
Have you oh, seen that? Oh, you're not talking about drugs. I'm talking. No, I'm talking about something that, that my brain thought. Cocaine. You eat. A, yeah, you eat a spoonful of cinnamon and make and a then YouTube you choke, video, right? and then you choke to death. S- to death. Yeah. So don't do that. There's going to be that. There's going to be Netflix and chill. Like, don't do Netflix. If you get a text that says Netflix and chill. Yeah, Netflix. I th- there's going to be a lot of stranger danger stuff about the internet. The, the response is, I can't even. <laughs> right. From what I understand. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> hey, uh, Billy just texted me and said he wants to Netflix and chill. I can't wait to catch up on Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And then also, whoa there! Like the window will open, and, yeah. and someone will cl- climb in—a full-grown man, a full-grown man <laughs> in a in a weird military-esque uniform yeah. that's bright green or scuba gear, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or scuba gear. Oh, a boy, barista, <laughs> and all the kids know these GI Joes who are secret operators in the Delta Force. Wow, but they're like celebrities. That's a good point. Hey, it's barista. So GI Joe also Billy's intentions might not be so great if he turns. Feel free to watch a show with him, but if he turns the lights off and tries to grab your bosom, yeah, you tell him, no way. You tell him, let's get a cup of coffee. Barista sent me. It'll be yeah. something like that, something yeah. really dumb. Yeah. There would be, for sure, uh, don't sext. It'd be Sexting. Like, st- yeah. like, don't sext to other, other, other students in school. It'd be a girl yeah. like, oh, let's take our tops off. Yeah. And then right then, also... Yeah, which is almost is more inappropriate than the sex to another t- teenage boy the same age is a grown man climbing through the <laughs> through a teenage girl's window. That's always a, climbing through the window. That's having a slumber party. Yeah, with his dog, with his pit bull. <laughs> yeah, and then telling and grenades him, on his sh- yeah, grenades, yeah, a strap what, full of grenades, guns, grenades, just f- maybe a knife even. Yeah, and he's gonna say, "Whoa, put that camera down." Now, I guess it would be that one of the female G.I. Joes would do that. Who would be a female Joe today? Uh, Auto-Tune. She's, Auto, she's yep. a singer. Pop singer slash uh, electrical manipulation specialist. Right. Who is warning you about sexting. I think that would be a big one. Uh, so, I, oh, here's, here, picture this. Uh, Rick at school is such a nerd. I'm going to get on his Facebook and tell everybody that he sucks. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's hey. get all our friends together and bully him. Hey, cyberbullying is not cool. Social media is a safe place where you can share your pictures and enjoy each other's company. It's not for telling people to go hang themselves. You're right. I'm going to like Billy's post about his cat. And that's the G.I. Joe way. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. Cyberbullying, is that still a thing? I feel like that was a big thing about 10 years ago. Cyberbullying? Oh, yeah. I bet it's stronger than ever. There's Law & Order SVU episodes about cyberbullying. Mm. And, and they're, about, they're always a few years behind the curve. It's true. No, I'm sure that's still, uh, still going strong. I bet if anything, it's much worse. Yeah, it probably now is. there's those mouth eyeballs. Yeah. Mm. Or eyeball mouths, I should say. Or mouth eye. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't want to know what the proper term is. World champion podcast at gmail.com. Tell us who modern day G.I. Joe code names would be and what their specialties are. Tell us what the PSAs are. Yeah. And and by modern day I mean anywhere from nineteen ninety one to now, but be specific about what era. Yeah, let's let's get some era G.I. Joe's. Yeah, I really want to make this into a thing. Really want to roll with this. Uh what was our point? I have a new Instagram. It's code name champion yeah and your bizarro nostromo bizarro nostromo codename champion now that we've done that tiny little caveat to talk about our instagram accounts yeah we can move on with the show yeah now uh everyone if you believe coca-cola displays 
or maybe it's Pepsi displays. I don't recall. Everyone is stoked for Batman versus Superman. Yeah, could be both sodas. Yeah, it comes out about uh, it comes out a week from today, a little less than a week from today. We are going to introduce a new segment called Crystal Ball, where we're going to talk about a popular upcoming franchise movie and see how close we can get to figuring out the plot. Yeah, so we are going to review a movie we haven't seen yet. Basically, we're going to review a movie we haven't seen. When it comes out and we all see it, we'll see how close we are. See how close we are. And this isn't us being cyber detectives and, oh, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm reading every clue. And did you see that behind the set photo? This is strictly just based on what we know about the movie when we start talking about it. And if you know us, we don't know much, and we're bad at retaining information. Yeah, that's true. We, We know less than you, almost for sure. No research. Yeah, none. Just anything we might have soaked in. So the opening scene, now where we left off, as I recall is billions of people have been killed by Superman. Yeah, yeah. At the end of Man of Steel. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Yeah, so Zod has built an earthquake machine. Oh, by the way, spoilers abound. We're going to spoil stuff preceding it. And we're going to spoil Batman versus Superman, but we just may not be right. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that real quick. So Zod is doing an earthquake machine, uh, very similar to to the earthquake machine in Avengers 2. They're both big problems for Earth, is earthquake machines. Mm -hmm. And this, this kills a zillion people, right? And then Superman has to kill Zod. And, but this is Superman's debut to the world, essentially. Mm-hmm. The first time anyone saw him is when he's wrecking the hell out of, out of uh, Metropolis. Is it Metropolis in the... Yeah, it's Metropolis. And so his method of killing Zod is let's wrestle through the air and run through all the buildings. Let's crash <laughs> into all the buildings. Yeah, it's a like very... meteors. It's a very Godzilla approach to a battle. Yeah. Where you think, I'm going to take out this other monster and I'm going to wreck everything in between. hmm So, understand... And, and understandably, a lot of people are upset about, about this, uh, this superhero fight. So, are we going to jump into the movie now? I was upset by it. But so that's where we left off. So, opening scene of the movie is... Okay, first of all, do you have one in your head ready? I have one ready. Okay, let's hear it then. It's going to be a a horrible disaster, a natural disaster. We're going to meet some regular average Joes in distress. And this scene, I think, was in one of the trailers. There's people on top of their house in a flood. Okay. And they have... And it's going to be a big... We're going to be spending kind of a disproportionate amount of time with some regular people, I think. Okay. As the floodwaters are rising, as the winds are coming... Then the big reveal is going to be when we see that they have pasted the Superman symbol on top of their house. Okay. Then Superman comes and down. That, and that's the first time you're going to hear the, the theme. Yeah, wh- whatever it is. A little trumpet will go, dun, 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 dun. Well, that, that would be a, if they were making a good movie. Oh, it's going to go, ooh Yeah, it's because Todd, Todd Snyder, is that his name? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Is Todd Snyder anybody? I don't know. I think he plays for the Colorado Rockies. Zack Snyder. It, no, that's Todd Helton. Moving on. Zack Snyder is a bit more extreme. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll like this movie. I don't want to rip on the movie yeah, before I've seen it. I, I like his other movies, some yeah, of them. Yeah. But so it's not going to be that famous Superman theme. It's going to be something. It's Hans Zimmer, so it's going to be all Hans Zimmery. Probably okay. a chorus. Okay. Brong, no, no. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, oh, <laughs> like a lot of Oz. Yeah. But we're supposed to feel something when we finally see that Superman logo. Because we're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, Superman's going to do what Superman do. And then he flies down, silhouetted by the sun, all, all Jesus-like. 
And then and then the opening credits saves them, flies off with them, and then and then the opening credits, right? Yeah, you think? Yeah, it might it might go straight into the opening credits before this scene. Do you think there's going to be any prequely stuff? Do you think they're going to have the? No, well, that's no. When, this is that's the, oh. when then Bruce Wayne watching okay, the news. Okay, because I was going to say that could be the opening. Yeah, is no, it? that's going to be the Superman saving the day. Bruce Wayne watching the news about how Superman saved the day. Uh, but he's in his back cave, and then he's like, Alfred, play videotape 32, which is going to be the city getting destroyed. No, and he's just going to be pissed. But in the trailer, you can see Bruce Wayne is in the city. His wife or something is in one of the buildings. And he's driving through the streets trying to get to the building. Oh, and there's a scene where he's looking up and like and he's hugging looking... a kid or something. Yeah, right? and he, he sees Superman and Zod go through a building. I think that's going to be the opening. It's gonna be it's gonna be the metropolis getting destroyed, Bruce Wayne trying to get to his wife, watching this battle unfold from a different point of view, and then his wife's gonna die, and maybe his kid, maybe his kid too, because you got to really push him into being Batman. Now, do you think? Or no, no, he's already Batman. He's pushing. We don't know. Do you think he's bat? He was Batman during Man of Steel. I, I from what I from what it looks like, the white hair on the side of his head. We, you know, they can afford a, a box of just for men for an actor. Yeah. So that's intentional to make him look old, and yeah. and the armor he uses when he fights Superman is the exact armor from Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, which clearly was made for fighting Superman. Well, yeah, in, in the comic book uh, graphic novel Dark Knight Returns, Superman and Batman fight, and Batman has that exact armor. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're doing end of his career Batman. I think Batman's been around. Which was weird; it wouldn't come up at all in Man of Steel, but whatever. Yeah, and in um, in one of the trailers, they show what appears to be a like Robin outfit in a museum or something. And it says "ha." No, isn't isn't and there? It's covered in "ha ha ha." It's got "ha ha ha" written on it, so yeah. it shows that uh, Batman or the Joker's been around for a while. The Joker's probably killed Robin at yeah. that point, and Batman's got this life of kind of anger and regret, and then. It's got to be someone. Dot, maybe Wayne Wayne Tower. What's it called? What's their main tower called? Is Wayne, it, Wayne Industries. Wayne Industries I don't know if it has a or something. Name, maybe, yeah. maybe his. Because ta- it doesn't seem like he could be old Batman if he had a wife. So was maybe there he, was there an Easter egg in Man of Steel with Wayne Industries though? Like, I know there's something where you see yes. the LexCorp logo, but was there also something with where there's like a truck that says Wayne Industries? I think there is. Yeah. So who would be killed then? It wouldn't be. Because if it's old Batman, let's just go with that for now. Who would yeah. be in the building? Assist? No, he wouldn't have any family. Maybe, maybe just though. I mean, they're doing things wacky, so maybe they're going to give him a wife and child. Okay, he's retired at this point. Okay, so he's the reti- Robin. The thing with Robin and the Joker drove him, him to into retirement. retirement. He yeah, settled down. Then this thing happened. Yeah, and, and now he's on the war path. Okay, and so he's going to have a conversation with with Alfred, where he's angry. And they're yeah. gonna, and, and the conversation basically is going to consist of them explaining to the audience, like I didn't think I could love again after Robin died, and then I <laughs> fell in love, yeah. And then they died, and then and then Alfred's going to say, "Don't you go off the deep end or but, something?" But Mr. Wayne, don't you remember the incident where you, yeah, you know, the kind of conversation people have where they just remind 
each other of things that the audience needs to I know. I think this is going to be a more extreme Alfred, though, because have you read Earth One, Jeff John's Earth One Batman? Oh, yeah, he does seem like a younger, more spry Alfred, Jeremy I- Jeremy's Iron. No, but not even younger and spry. In, in uh, Batman Earth One by Jeff John. He's like a special forces he, guy. Yeah, he's like an ex-military guy who's, who t- he teaches him to be Batman, basically. So he's G.I. Joe, codenamed Butler. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. And so I think they're going to have Jeremy Irons be much more active, take an active part, helping okay. him tune up the tank, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. shit they have in there. So I think there's going to be exactly one scene of Clark Kent being a reporter. You've got to okay. throw that. I mean, the movie looks very overstuffed. You've got to throw that in just to be like, okay, well, yeah, he's a reporter. Okay. It's not going to be a big part of it. We do know there's a scene where they go to some museum opening and I think that's going to be the first reveal of, of either a villain or well in the trailer that's then they're talking and then Lex Luthor interrupts. Okay. Now when but do you, is that the reveal of Lex Luthor? No, we've got a. That might be the first time you see Lex Luthor. We've got to see him doing something innocuous as well. You think so? So maybe this gala they're going to is to honor Lex for being. The charitable. City, the city's biggest, whatever, businessman. Lex, okay, Lex is rebuilding Metropolis with his own money. Yes, that's what it is. And he got his and money so he, from computers. He's very good at computers. That's right. where he got his money. Of course. He might just be uh, Facebook again. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, he's going to be the social network guy. Yeah. And, it, and now he's using the money to fix Metropolis. And so, so he's public darling number one. Yeah. Everybody loves him. So he's got the key to the city or something. Yeah. yeah they're giving him a key to the city. Yep. And, and Bruce Wayne shows up. Well, now, why does Bruce Wayne show up? He's not showing up to enjoy it himself. He's a businessman. He might already know that Clark is Superman. I don't think so. Or maybe he knows Lex might be up to something. I don't think he's just it, showing it's, up because he to wants keep to go a, to the It's party. to keep an eye on Lex, but under the pretense that he's a businessman also. Okay, that's it. He's suspicious of Mr. Luthor. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And then... So how many? Who else is in this? Is Wonder Woman's in this as well? Wonder Woman's in it. Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman is. is in it. Doomsday. I think I ju- they just said the Flash was in it. Okay, so this is the basic overall plot. Luthor has taken Zod's corpse, which you see in the preview, mm-hmm. and he's made a Kryptonian Frankenstein, which is going to be Doomsday, basically. Yeah. So yeah. he's cloned him or done something. And, and what is his motivation? In the trailers, he comes across like a giggling maniac. His motivation, is, I think, is going to be the basic Luthor uh, motivation, that humans need to take care of themselves. He needs to, to leave the planet. Aliens, he just hates him. He hates so, him yeah. because... Which Batman is on board with this. That's what I'm going to say yeah. is, at first, Batman and Luthor are going to be these, these strange allies, I think. Because yeah. th- they both want the same thing. Maybe even Batman is part of, of helping Luthor develop Doomsday. That would be an interesting twist. To, to stop Superman. Yeah. Because it's going to be... No, Batman doesn't know about the Doomsday, but he knows him and Lex, because they are businessmen, they've met in something, mm-hmm. they both agree that he's got to be stopped. Yeah. The, and then when Bruce and Superman finally join forces is when Bruce realizes the extent of Luther's madness and how terrible his plan yeah, is. Yeah, they're going to go to apprehend him, and they're going to find a lab filled with all these like dead guys that are half Doomsday, half rock, and yeah. corpses and stuff. Yeah. And he'll and Superman will say, "My God," or something. Yeah. No, Batman will say that, and then he'll go. At, this is after. I feel like the the big fight. 
It's going to be the middle, right? It's going to be just about the middle or that's, the end of Act One. That's I what I think. It's too. not going to be the whole movie is them fighting. They've got to team up. Yeah, and, and I think fairly quickly. Could it be the alien threat is also when they discover? I guess Aquaman is Aquaman human. He is, huh? He's he, half no, human. he's Atlantean, but he has a human mother. Yeah, he's half human. Yeah, I'm just wondering how these other characters are going to come into it, really. Yeah, because Wonder we've seen it in the trailer. Is she with you? I thought she was with you. Which hilarious, right? But uh, <laughs> I'm being so negative. I'm sorry. I know there's people excited for this movie. It, is she gonna just show up? Then you think? But, but why? She's probably undercover also as a reporter. She's gonna know Clark through through work or something. Yeah, she's undercover as a reporter for uh, a blog. Yeah, blog definitely. Yeah, not newspapers. That's boring. It's a blog. She's a blogger. She's a YouTube star. How much personal life stuff is going to be in this? Do but you... why Why does... So Wonder Woman, I'm assuming they're going with the Greek god angle. Yeah, I think so. So why is she concerned about all this? Just because it threatens the entire planet? Maybe Doomsday. She catches wind of Doomsday. Or maybe maybe Aquaman comes to her and says, we've got to deal with this Superman guy. That's it. Yeah, we're going to tie in Aquaman and Wonder Woman because they're both so supernatural and out of... <laughs> Like out of left field. I yeah. mean, it is. I mean, really, they they tr- in the Man of Steel they kind of tried to ground Superman a little bit. Yeah. And now we have an undersea fishman, and, and a Greek goddess and a Greek goddess. Yeah. yeah. Which you know, I mean, the Marvel movies have made it work, so there's no reason this can't also make it work. It's just a hard, I f- the hard Marvel hill to climb. The Marvel movies went about it a lot slower though. This is a lot for one movie. Yeah. To introduce not only Batman but all these other characters, it's gonna be. I'm afraid it's going to be long and it's going to be nonstop stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about it. We're going to find out. Yeah. But uh, so there's got to be more to that then. So, well, or do you think that there's going to be personal lives? Do you think it's going to have some kind of falling out between Lois and Clark? Or I mean, the Lois and Clark thing was just such a nothing deal in Man of Steel. Yeah. So, oh, maybe for comic relief, they have a weird first date. Yeah. That's oh, a classic y- thing to do in Superman, right? I've heard there's no humor, though. I've heard there was some kind oh, of... Oh, that there was a rule, no there, humor. There was a rule that was no humor. Yeah. So I, but I, what about that hilarious joke, is she with you? I thought she was with you. <laughs> Come on, that's cla- classic, like, Abbott and Costello type stuff. <laughs> no, so uh, do, you, do you think that means n- n- no lighthearted scenes at all? Because in, this, in Man of Steel, uh, I, I did not like that take on, on Clark because... He's always what I've loved about him is is he's not brooding, you know. Yeah. He's not this like troubled, the crow, you yeah. know. And they really did that to him. So I mean, so they kind of t- took a lot of fun out of like a lighthearted character. So yeah. are they going to do that completely? He's got to have some kind of relationship with Lois Lane. I mean, it's, oh it's, wait a minute, wait it's a Oscar minute. winner Amy Adams for Pete's sake. Okay, she is going to get caught up. She's going to discover what Lu- Lex is up to. Lex is going to kidnap her. Yeah, that's kind of a classic plot. And it's it's also but it's going to be at like a pivotal point. It's going to be at a point where he stood her up when he was supposed to go on a date with her or something. So it's his fault. Or oh that that's a good one. I'm trying to think of a way to add drama to their relationship. Well, what if what if she is all on board with Lex? What if she becomes very anti Superman? That's a lot of conflict. And so he'll have to do the Spider-Man thing where you're defending a superhero. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. Lois, should, he doesn't seem all bad. And like adjusting <laughs> his glasses and stuff. I mean, it probably really hurt when he f- flew through that building. 
I, I, I can't speak for him, but I, I'll bet you the, the best intentions of the people is what he cared about. <laughs> yeah. I want that. I love that, yeah. actually. When, when, I, I love when Spider-Man does it, too. Maybe he just believes in justice. <laughs> it's nice for someone around here to believe in justice. Uh, maybe he, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to do what was right. Strikes me as someone who got fed up with all the corruption in the city and decided <laughs> to do something about it. I applaud him for that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like someone was one mugging too many, and he finally snapped and thought he was going to take a stand. Now he's now he's just getting real weasley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clark's turning into that like weird, like falling down, like Michael Douglas with a gun. Yeah, maybe it was late to his, his son's birthday party, and he just couldn't take it anymore and wanted to start killing everyone. Maybe every time he saw the one percent making their speeches, he couldn't stop dry heaving. And unlike everyone else, <laughs> sipping their lattes and posting on Instagram, he decided to do something about it. Do you think Clark, they're going to have Clark be Occupy Wall Street guy? Oh, no, that's going to be the very first scene is, is there's a protest <laughs> and one of those Guy Fox, there are a bunch of people in their Guy Fox masks. <laughs> and, uh, and then someone pulls off the Guy Fox mask and, and there's a Batman mask underneath because it's Batman. And then he says, get a job, you bums. <laughs> Yeah, you can Bat- protest all you want. <laughs> I can picture Batman being so against Occupy Wall Street and so annoyed by by that type of stuff. Yeah, he just hates. I would love that. Batman just goes and beats up all these protesters. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You're hurting my bottom line." <laughs> he yeah. is a billionaire businessman. So why are you protesting business when there's muggings? Yeah, we all wear masks, but I use my mask to stop muggings. Yeah. And you use it to sit around and protest the people that make America great. I love the idea of Batman wearing his Batman costume with a Guy Fox. Uh, what is it? What is it? Fox? Guy Fox. Yeah. From V for Vendetta. So there's, so there's a bunch of just normal Guy Fox people, and then this giant, bulky muscle man yeah, but- who's already a muscle man, but then is wearing armor underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the same mask on and like an upside down flag. And I'm hoping bat ears sticking up through the fedora. <laughs> oh man! So Clark, yeah, Clark is upset about the about the one percent. Batman is the one percent. I think we figured out That's the, the, the big we, fight. We did finally figure it out. And then Lex, you know, Lex is just too big to fail. He is too big to fail. All right. Do you? So is there going to be kryptonite in this? Does Lex have a kryptonite ring? Lex has discovered kryptonite. Lex, he's made synthetic kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, because he's so good at computers. Okay, I'm still very puzzled by how Wonder Woman and Aquaman fit in. There was wasn't the earthquake machine pointing into the ocean? Like wasn't it, or wasn't it like sucking up the water or? I don't know. It, I guess it would have affected the ocean. I think it... on the one side of the planet it was drilling straight into the ocean. Oh, it was, yeah. So maybe yeah, there was where, two machines, huh? Yeah, so maybe that's where Aquaman comes in, and he goes to Themyscira, the Themyscira, the Wonder Woman Island, and and you know he has a flash drive with Superman footage on it because <laughs> they don't have TV, they can't have TVs on Themyscira. No, no, but it's gonna be like it's gonna be kind of like how uh, Asgardian technology is. So it's gonna be some, the Atlantean flash drive is gonna sh- shoot be like a ball of. No, he's going to have to plug it into water, and then the water <laughs> yeah. will show, be like a TV. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And he'll say, we have to do something, and then, I, I'm, and then someone will say, well, I'll send Diana. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping there's some sort of Thymuscarian queen. Who is that? Who's Diana's mother? It's, She's... Uh, 
Is it Hera? Yeah, I think so. So then she shows up in an American-themed costume for some reason. <laughs> I guess not. I guess they changed it to just weird medieval impractical armor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very... <laughs> it, always just, it always weirded me out. I've never understood why Wonder Woman, who is a Greek goddess, is wearing stars and stripes underpants. Yeah, that's actually never occurred to me. It's super patriotic. Yeah. Maybe the U.S. is copying the mascara. Maybe the stars and maybe their flag is eerily similar to the the U.S. flag. Oh, that's because our national yeah. anthem is just a ripoff of a, a, a. It's is it the same theme as as the British national anthem? We have a song. No, no we have Not a song. No, we have one of our our big time. Maybe it's not the national anthem that uses the same music as a different national anthem. Huh. That seems unlikely. It was written by Sousa, wasn't it? Oh, well, I'm not. Okay. N- not. Or maybe not. No, Francis Scott Key wrote the words, and then it wasn't for a while later. They put it to music? Yeah. They ripped that music off, I think. Was it Sousa? No, Sousa was more of a march man. I don't know. You know what we're doing? No. We're doing that thing we do <laughs> where Did we try to solve facts by. Just you, talking our way through you it. You realize our entire Batman review is that same thing. Well, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Yeah, let's just skip back to Batman then. So Wonder Woman. Who's Holly Hunter? Was she in the first one? I can barely. I tried to black out that, that memory of the first film. I, I was so upset by it. I loved. I watched the Christopher Reeve Superman on Saturday. I just. That's the perfect Superman movie. You can't. You can't make a better movie than that. Especially when you get to Superman 2 with, with uh, the, the best General Zod. Not saying anything bad about this General Zod. I quite liked the actor that play, I forgot his name, that plays General Zod in Man of Steel. Uh, Terrence Stamp. Who no, is, no, no, uh, no. Terrence oh, Stamp. Man of Steel? Yeah. Oh. I love Terrence Stamp. To Michael me, Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon is an actor I really like. I didn't really... Their t- his take on Zod is not really how I like Zod, but you know, mine's kind of a mixture between the comics and then... And then Terrence Stamp, who it's hard to uh, that cast a pretty big shadow. Yeah. So how does so how does this end? What's the what's the? Yeah. No. Do you mean like the last scene or the the last big fight? Last big fight. Of course, everyone putting aside their differences to fight Doomsday. Where are they fighting in Metropolis again? Are they going to be in Gotham City? Where did, where are they going to be? Mm. It's a Superman movie, so it makes no. Do you know what? Maybe they have to defend Metropolis from Doomsday without destroying Metropolis, and that's what wins everyone back over. Well, to that Superman. would be nice, and that would be a good role for the Flash too. Is is helping protect the city? Yeah, just like make sure we don't blow everything up again. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of destruction, I imagine. It does look like a lot of destruction. But maybe they're, maybe they're, they they could be in some like abandoned Atlantean city or something. Yeah. That can get wrecked, and no one cares. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, it would be pretty contrived, but I don't. I don't want to see a city get wrecked again. I just well, yeah. Saw that. Well, there, what's the point of that? Yeah. That's. Uh, do they know in the end? Do they know that Lex is is the bad guy? Maybe they don't know that Lex is the bad guy. And I think that's gonna I set think, up the next movie. I think Superman knows but can't prove it. Mm. It's gonna be one of the things where where Lex is rubbing it in his face and yeah. saying little comments. Because that would be a good like you know in Marvel Loki was the villain of Thor, mm-hmm. but then the big villain of Avengers. Mm-hmm. So maybe they all just think Doomsday is the threat. Lex kind of gets away to a moon base or something, and then he starts. And wh- then when they finally do make the real Justice League movie, it focuses more on Lex as the villain. 
Now, do you think they're going to introduce another character? Is, is the Aquaman the spoiler? Maybe Aquaman's just in the last scene or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, they're all in it. Cyborg is in it. Aquaman Cyborg is and in the it? Flash are all going to be in it. God, and the Flash? And it's not my Flash. Oh, yeah. My Flash is on the CW every Tuesday. Oh, yes, that's true. But Justin Grant has... has has tweeted out no ill will to the new Flash. Yeah. Because there was people were getting so upset. Grant uh, Gustin. Grant, what did I call him? Justin Grant. That's a friend of ours. Oh, yeah. We have a friend named Justin Grant. I meant Grant Justin. Yeah. Is it Gustin? I think it's Gustin. That'd be weird if it was Grant Justin. God, that, okay. You guys know who I'm talking about. Anyway, no ill will towards this. No ill will. Fake so, Flash. I mean, are you okay with the, Would you want the TV show? Would you, I would. You want Dig on the big? I would love it actually. Yeah, no, that'd be have wonderful. an Arrow and and oh, the CW cast just move up to the movies. Yeah, I would love that. I wonder why they they wouldn't do that. Yeah, because it's too lighthearted. He is. Yeah, he's very like boy band. Look. He's got a boy band look to him. They probably want someone more like. I don't know who. Well, the, the, probably the guy they cast. Probably want someone who looks like that. What does he look like? I, I forgot. Don't I don't know. I just assumed it was Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's always Harrison Ford. Yeah. Indiana Jones 5. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last scene is is going to be a hero shot. Like them all jumping in the air? No. Something like that. standing I, yeah, in, I think in a row? Yeah, I think it's going to be something contrived like that. And then I even want the the line to be... Like, what are we, some sort of league? Mm-hmm. No, that's silly. No, or it could be, well, what kind of league is this? And then <laughs> Superman would go, justice. What kind of league are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is such a cliche that actually happens all the time, is some group, what should we call ourselves? I never saw Gangster Squad because it looks so dumb. Uh-huh. But in the trailers, and the trailers were on like every commercial break, what do we call ourselves? The Gangster Squad. <laughs> who, 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 who would ever stick? What do we call ourselves? Like rule number one. What do we call ourselves amongst <laughs> our, each other? Yeah, that's true. If you get together, we've done that. But it's what do we call ourselves? As in, what's the name of the podcast? Maybe they're thinking of a marketing angle to the Justice League. Yeah, it's like how are we gonna how are we gonna get this out? How are we gonna make money doing the Justice League? Bruce is thinking that. Yeah, that's it is. Batman immediately is like, okay, we got shirts, we got coffee mugs. We got to monetize. I got yeah, I got the online store going. I, I got my guy reserving all the URLs. Yep, including .tv and .biz. That's going to be an ongoing thing when 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 they have their meetings and 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 Bruce is is bringing out just paper after paper on numbers on yeah. like profits and losses, and they're going to be like, no, we're trying to just do good things. Now and he's like, we've been in the red for three quarters. Yeah. This, this is just isn't working. And I can't keep funding this. That's the third jet you've wrecked this week, Aquaman. Why are you <laughs> flying the jet? You're our fish guy. Oh, man. I, would, I love to think of Bruce Wayne as being like, like uh, Scrooge McDuck or mm-hmm. something. Just yeah. really greedy. Yeah. Really penny-pinching. I'd love them to come and, and, and be upset and be like, no, we need, we, you know, we need the, this, this thermal material. And he'll be like, these turtlenecks were only eight ninety nine at Target. And they do the same thing. They're hard to see on infrared. But I like Under Armour. It's the same thing. Yeah. Be like, three, you're paying for a logo. Three Clark. for fourteen dollars at Walmart. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, just the whole the whole Justice League is upset about his penny pinching. So, yeah, 
and he's upset about their their freewheeling ways. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, that's our that's our review of that movie. We'll see how close we are. Feel free to send in your reviews. Yeah. Um, real quick, let's go to the locker room. It's time for the Degrassi Junior High Minute. Today we've right. got Season 2, Episode 8, Sealed with a Kiss, and Season 2, Episode 9, Dog Days. Episode 8 opens with the twins, Heather and Erica, and a great line from Heather. Erica, you're such a sex maniac. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like a G.I. Joe uh, a moment oh, when, when the, someone's going to climb in the window. No, the whole thing is this one. Now, this is kind of gross. Erica admits to her sister that she would French kiss her boyfriend if she had one. That's what constitutes a sex maniac? Yeah, and in... that's gross. You would you would what? kiss a man with a tongue. Gross. Did you just say if she had one? She, they don't have a boyfriend. So this there's... is a theoretic action. Yeah, there's a big dance coming up. The big dance. That's That's kind of our theme. And she wants to go because there's going to be boys there. Right. You know, and it's it's kind of weird for people in junior high to be really interested in the opposite sex. You think so? No, that's my point. Oh, of course they all want to go to the dance and French kiss. That's true. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, and then another theme is that they're twins. Uh, one of them goes to the office, and and the like secretary says, "Oh, you're trying to pull the old twin switcheroo on me." And Erica's really upset that she's always getting mixed up with Heather. She wants she's finding her own way. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we're twins, but I'm six minutes older, and we can't be the same people our whole lives. Let's find uh, our own identity identities. Is, identity is a weird thing to think about. Yeah. It, it must be strange to be a twin, because individuality is so important to everyone, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, and the dressing alike, looking alike thing. That would be, especially in junior high and high school, when yeah, you're when going you through puberty yeah, and you all that. you don't know who you are. Yeah, and you're trying to experiment, and then... It must be insane. Yeah. It must be like being married or something. When you go, like, you're afraid your twin's going to find out you, you snuck out and French kissed. Yeah. You have this, you're, you're like sneaking into your own bedroom to try to not wake up your twin. Well, and that's a scene too, is they're getting ready for the dance and they put on the same dress. Uh oh. And, and Heather's all into it. Like, oh, great, because we're twins and that's what we do. And Erica's like, no, I don't want to wear the same dress as you. And they always do their hair exactly the same and all this stuff. Um, the dance scene is really weird. A, a subplot that's not very interesting. Of course, the band Zit Remedy. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been able to practice because uh, is it Wheels? Because Wheels uh, has been in tutoring because he has like a learning dis- disability or something. Okay, but he's finally passed the remedial class. He can go back to practice. But now Snake doesn't want to practice. We find out that Snake, the bass player, his fingers hurt because he's. <laughs> I mean, get this betrayal. He's been taking classical guitar lessons. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Classical like Elvis, says uh, Joey. No, classical like Shostakov or whatever. Why would... And, and that just makes his fingers hurt? His fingers hurt too bad to play bass. And also, he's not into this rock and roll music. He wants to be a classical guitarist now. Oh, okay. I don't... So they're at the dance, and it's a really bizarre scene because we're just seeing the dance floor from like a camera kind of mounted up high, tracking around. And these guys are at the dance, but you can tell that it was voiceover recorded later because the sound quality is so different and like not ambient at all. So you hear music and chatter from the dance, and then these guys are talking <laughs> as though they're just watching the footage and talking over it. And it's, it's maybe hard to explain, but it's, it's clear that they weren't recorded in that scene. 
Is it showing their mouths move? No, they're not. You don't even see them. Oh. So you're just watching the dance, and then they're all talking almost as intimately as you're hearing this. It's like they're talking right to you through earbuds. Sometimes reality shows will add in those lines, and you can uh, tell. It's so obvious. And they'll, and they'll do it to ex- either to, to do something dramatic, or it'll be sometimes someone explaining the rules or something. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like to speed it along. But, you know, they always do that. They cut to the back of Heidi Klum's head. Yeah, exactly. So they're showing her from the front, like, are all of you ready? Cut to the back of her head. For this challenge, you will have to make make clothes out of paper mache. (laughs) Then back to the front where you can see her saying, so it's the paper mache challenge. Uh, It's so weird. And it's so obvious and poorly done. And, of course, movies do it all the time, but they actually do it right because they have budgets. Right. All the St. Mary's guys are dancing with Degrassi girls. It's a huge bummer. The Degrassi girls are not dancing with any of the Degrassi boys. Wow. Erica pulls off with some dude, leather jacket wearing guy. Oh. And, uh, and they're talking, and he goes, he's so lame. He's the lamest cool guy, one of the lamest <laughs> cool guys I've ever seen. And this is what he sounds like. He goes, you're beautiful. <laughs> you are. I mean it. Seriously. And that's how he finally woos her, is with that seriously, and then they make out. (laughs) Wow. And then everyone's watching, like, people are walking by, and they're making out on the steps, (laughs) and everyone's looking like, oh, Erica's French kissing a boy from St. Mary's. Now, this is telling. It's what they call foreshadowing Mm -hmm. in art, is they're back to class, and they have to do reports on infectious diseases. But not everyone's been assigned. So he's assigning them and then goes, all right, now everyone has a disease. And this is just sweating bullets? Is she just nervous? Well, no, not yet. No, so she goes off to the library to study and then kind of is coughing, notices her throat's a bit scratchy. She starts showing symptoms. And this is where we really tackle the big issue of this one. Okay. Mono. Mono. I forgot mono existed. Yeah. That was like the Black Plague in junior high. Oh, yeah. She's got mono. Or does she? Is that even... Do adults get that? I don't... No, yeah. They just don't call it mono. It's called... uh, Is it Epstein-Barr virus or Guillaume something? It's the same thing. It's mono. It's just you're like, oh, dude, mono. I forgot it even existed. It's like a spleen disease. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, as sensitively her sister or someone says, well, at least it's not AIDS. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so cool guy comes over <laughs> driving his sort of bronze colored convertible Chrysler LeBaron <laughs> <laughs> and he comes over and he's just screeching. He's just peeling out just hard brakes and ear, ear, in right. his, in his borrowed, in his dad's borrowed a LeBaron and, uh, Heather, the other twin, answers the door. Erica's up sick in bed with mono and just kind of feeling weird and used by the whole thing. And this cool guy goes, well, if Erica's sick, do you want to go out? (laughs) And here's a couple of his lines that show how cool he is. That's my name. Don't wear it out. And let's blow this pop stand. And he's got a leather jacket and big baggy khaki pants. And just, just driving around, ear, ear, screeching around. Yeah, like huge pleats on him, these yeah. khaki pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he goes and makes out with Heather. Uh, Erica, of course, sees them going out. And, and he's like, well, why'd you go out with him? Well, he asked me. But he said he asked if maybe we both wanted to go out with him. So this guy's just a player. What about the sister? That's a big betrayal. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was the guy, really. He's, we, we know what he's like. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a cool yeah. guy. Wow. Um, anyway, it turns out she has tonsillitis, not mono. 
Oh. So what's so, so what's the lesson in that? Um don't be paranoid. You just no, just be uh uh be cool to your twin sister and let her do her own thing. Even if it means she might get mono. <laughs> I think that's the lesson. So on that light note, next episode, we got Stephanie. Now, Stephanie is, as I've said, sort of the star of the show, if you could consider her one. She's the one who ran for class president on the kissing platform. Okay. Again, that right. mono. So we open up with her. Uh, no, it's a shot of a bridge, a very high bridge. The camera zooms up there. She's walking aimlessly along the bridge and picks up a stick and throws it off and watches it fall. Oh, no. She's not suicidal. Alarm clock goes off. Her mom tells her, oh, you know, you got to get out of bed. It's time to go to school. And she says, I wish I was dead. Oh, wow. Cut to the theme song. The bouncy theme song. That's heavy. So she's going to school. Her brother, Arthur, uh, they they have split cuts. The parents are divorced. Arthur lives with the dad. Stephanie lives with the mom. Uh, He shows up. and He goes, look what I've got. And unzips his backpack. And inside is a little puppy. Oh, where'd you get that dog? And he goes, I found him. His name is Phil. And he kind of is a tugboat looking dog. Okay. Kind of a gray tugboat. So he takes, takes him into class. Stephanie's in class. Her, no makeup. Her hair's just limp, uh, wearing a t-shirt. She's talking to the twins. Uh, just, my life is such a disaster. I might as well kill myself. And the twins say, oh, don't joke about that. And she goes, who's joking? <laughs> How, these are like 14-year-olds? These 14-year-olds. And then she's kind of, the class starts, and she's staring, and she's doing, <laughs> she's doing the exact pose of that famous Depression-era photo of the mother. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? She's got her hand on her chin. She's just doing that as we zoom out. Then cut to Arthur in class, where the dog starts barking. And well, Now, what do you do if you're in class and your dog is barking? You pretend you're the one barking? Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Just caught, just, oh! <clears throat> <clears throat> and the dog is making the weirdest little Ewok noises. <laughs> Big theme is that the dog just stinks. Oh, okay. so, so then Arthur's big plan is I'll just lock it up in the Freddy Krueger basement of the school, and oh. that's where he'll live. Oh, what? Um, which is a bad plan. Scary Freddy Krueger basement. Uh, so Stephanie and Arthur have, have a dinner with the mom. Now, there's a custody battle going on where the dad is trying to get custody of both of them. So no one's happy about this. Um, Arthur walks past. Oh, Stephanie does a lot of weird walking around through these ruins. Just thinking about how awful life is? Yeah, so the next day, where Stephanie? What's she's her big here. problem with life? Um, or is that revealed I think, later? I think, it's, I think it's because of the custody thing. She doesn't want to be uprooted oh, okay. and leave her mom. And her mom's dating a guy named Jerry. Okay. Which, oh boy. So she doesn't want to go live with her dad, who she doesn't get along with. And then, you know, just the overwhelming pressures of being class president and being a teenager. So she's not in class. She's walking through these ruins covered in graffiti. And there's a graffiti thing that says, your image is you. And I thought, did that just happen to be there when they went to film? Or is that an interesting hidden message that they're trying to tell I don't us? know. That's Your interesting. Your image is you. Wow. Then, then she's on a swing, on a rusty swing on a haunted playground. And Arthur comes by, and they kind of argue. And she wants Arthur to leave her alone. And she goes, well, I'm just trying to help you. I wish you would try to help me if I was in that situation. I thought we were siblings. And they go to dinner, and then Mom reveals that she's marrying Jerry. Oh, this is it. That's yeah. it. So this is not going to help. We finally, the kids haven't even met Jerry yet. We finally meet him when Stephanie Wait, goes. Wait, the kids have never met they've Jerry? They've never met Jerry, who's going to get How married. long has her mother been dating Jerry? Two months. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, here's, when, here's how we meet Jerry. 
Okay, Arthur gets sent home from school early because of the dog. Stephanie's just not going to school because she's wandering around the ruins of Detroit or something. <laughs> so we cut to the house where Jerry and the mom are canoodling. And Jerry says, would a low-cut wedding dress be too inappropriate? <laughs> That's our introduction to Jerry. Fantasizing about this 50-year-old woman's boobs. <laughs> In front of her children. Yeah, on, on her wedding day. Yeah. In, a, in an inappropriate setting, probably. Yeah. Also, I love that that's so... It, it's this weird 80s combination of something that seems so sleazy and is also so innocent. Like, oh, yeah. big, like, big deal, cleavage. But the way it's like, oh, cleavage. That's an, that's an interesting take A low-cut top. That was a big thing. Yeah. There's probably, probably a G.I. Joe with a low-cut top. Yeah, low-cut. Low-cut, right there. <laughs> Um, they, anyway, the, the siblings make up, uh, Jerry teaches Arthur how to wash a dog. You just use a hose, <laughs> but he's trying to, he's trying so hard to bond like, oh, you must be Arthur. That dog stinks. Come out back. I've got a hose. Oh, don't worry. He can take it. By the way, don't feed him table scraps. Let's go to a ball game. Okay. So, that's... so that's where we end on that. So we're dealing with mono and suicide. Wow. So heavy, she does, does she kill herself at the end of the episode? How does she resolve it? Um, I, it's not, again, again, not nuanced. really resolved. She's, she's nicer to Arthur because she finally realizes, oh, Arthur's going through the same shit I am. Uh-huh. So she's a little bit nicer to Arthur, but, uh, you know, there's nothing like, I'm fine now. Hmm. So this could, this could possibly come up again. Jeez. Yeah. Now, uh, anyway, I don't know how far we are. We still have all your random topics, Alex, Ryan, Seth. We're going to use those when we need them. Yeah, um, I think we've got it covered today. The GI Joe thing really took us some, yeah, to some places we weren't expecting that so, that we weren't expecting. Because I showed up and was like, oh, "I don't have anything to talk about." Mm. I didn't even talk about the snack convention I went to. I know we we run around panicking that we don't have content and we just have too much. Yeah, I went to a snack convention real quick, um, and it was it's in the the same convention space where they hold the Comic Con. Well, only a very small part of it. But it's basically all your snack makers go to show off your snacks to the stores. So stores come by like, oh, yeah, we do need a new kind of beef jerky. Oh, cool. And it was magical because they've got these coolest displays. And what, did you try then, everything? No, I was only there for the setup. Oh. Um, so the actual convention started, at, but I wasn't invited. I didn't have a pass. Okay. You got to be like a big deal to get there or you can or try to sneak in. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, I'm surrounded by all this food and it's all in displays and it's all like in the package and looks nice. This is amazing. And then realized I can have that exact same experience by going to the store. <laughs> it was really no different from the, the store. There's meat wrapped in plastic with bright colored letters. Yeah. Look at this, a soda pop bottled inside of a little can. No, it was. Oh, the Coca-Cola display was amazing. Was Gatorade. It? Like, look at all that Gatorade. This is magical. Gatorade. Tony, the big cardboard Tony the Tiger with stacks of cereal. Look at all that Gatorade. Yeah, it was really just like being at the store, but in a more exciting setting. And probably snacks that you can't buy at the store. That's why they're there. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, we got a letter, another uh, UFO encounter. That's one of, really one of the running themes of this program. And keep them coming. Keep them coming. Clay writes in, what up, fools? Closest incident that I have had with UFOs, it's in 2004. My wife and I are driving a car back from California to St. Louis. So just a short little road trip. Just a little jaunt. Uh, we decided to make it a road trip vacation by stopping off at any roadside attraction or notable park. Great idea. I, I'm saying that, that. I'm on board with that. 
After visiting Fort Sumner, where Billy the Kid was buried, uh, he tells us to cue Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi. Let's just imagine it. I'm imagining. Struck down in a blaze of glory. Keep talking. You're supposed to keep reading while I do this. We headed south to Roswell. After dodging tumbleweeds, which threatened to clog our engine, stopping at every Cocapelli petroglyph, and listening to apocalyptic-fueled fire and brimstone sermons. That sounds magical. The only radio station available via our car's antenna. So they're listening to, like, the sermon station, looking at Cocapellis. I've heard about this, but I've never experienced it. You've got to go to a certain area of the U.S. It kind of seems like it. I've only experienced it on road trips, Mm -hmm. where... You're kind of sick of your music, or maybe your phone's not even getting reception because you're in such a remote part, and you just start cycling through, and that is all you get. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think that happens in the city you live in, no matter what city that is. Mm-hmm. It's only when you're outside of your state. Um, what's important to know about Roswell is that it has embraced the strange occurrence that happened there in the 40s. The Walmart has a crashed spaceship painted on its outer wall, and the streetlights are in the shape of gray alien faces. Wow. Uh, We headed to the UFO Museum where we gazed upon the exact duplicate of the alien used in the Roswell movie starring Kyle MacLachlan. Oh. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. I bet it's a good one. Uh, We looked at the library and continued to do some research based on the Time Life books we found there, of course. Gosh. Tired and road weary, we headed out to the edge of town where we had procured a campsite for the night. Oh, that's fun. Camping Camping in Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. Man. No, totally. Uh, the campground was relatively deserted, save for one other soul about seven campsites away who sat drinking wine and painting landscapes of the desert scrub. Sleepy from our adventures, we crawled into the tent and fell into an unusually deep sleep. There was a full moon out, so we both decided to unzip the tent and take a look. As we exited, we could see strange footprints in the dust by the light of the moon. Really? shuffling it was mainly contained to the bushes about 20 feet away when we approached the brambles two coyotes ran off into the night relieved that we weren't abducted we decided it was time to head to the restrooms before returning to bed we joked about the close encounter and hoped that we could get back to sleep uh so we decided to make a pit stop my wife went to the ladies room i went to the men's as i opened the door the fluorescent lights automatically kicked on as i placed one foot inside they began to flicker erratically so like sean you know what that means yeah. The UFOs are nearby. It does. Yeah. And he knows that. I've seen a lot of alien movies. This is one of the signs when you're about to be abducted is the lights flickering. Uh, he stepped outside and peed in the desert. His wife said the exact same thing happened to her. We left town the next morning. So I think, I mean, not not really visual evidence. I think this is a close encounter of the point fifth kind. Yeah. Flickering lights near Roswell. When you need to pee. So it's kind of like a biological experience too. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not quite as concrete as, as the other woman that wrote in who saw lights shooting all over everywhere. Yeah, but it is something, and I would have been terrified. I would have been terrified just camping. Yeah. Coyotes? Just being not in a house is terrifying, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You're in a little paper house, or plastic little paper house. Yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds of coyotes. It's <laughs> just a really funny way to think of camping that I've never thought of, is... I'm just going to really quickly build a tiny house. Just a very tiny little temporary house. Made of thin plastic. <laughs> or umbrellas. <laughs> I got an idea. I hate getting wet, so I'm going to make a little roof on a stick. That was a Just smart hold one. it up. Yeah. Just, smart. just my roof on a stick. Yeah, that's, that's still a, definitely a close encounter. 
Yeah, no, of, it counts. It's of terrible. some kind. Of some kind. And I would have been very scared. On that note, that's our show. See you at the fair. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.